This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast, hosted by the sciencefictionary.com, where you can find it on all your favorite podcast listening places, wherever that may be. I'm David, and joining me today is Andrew. What's going on? And Marisha. Hello. I, I apologize, Marisha. I totally should have let you go first. Huh? Oh. I'm Ladies super offended. Yeah. But How I'm dare glad you? that Andrew got the opportunity to say, uh, like, hello, because... He usually hosts, but it's I'm going to do it this time. Yeah, right. And it's actually you—you you were concerned about there being pressure on me, but I'm feeling good because the pressure was taken off of me of having to come up with a clever way to say hello. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. The best was always whenever I would say hello, and then he would say, "And David," you'd say hello. It was like, oh yeah. no, <laughs> God, I didn't know what else to do, or I would, or I'd think of something else. And then that's the week that you would do something else, right. or my voice would crack, or <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we're just going to jump right into the news, I think. Not a lot of news this week. They dropped it all on us last week with all that DC fandom right. stuff. Literally, last week, we just had way too many topics to talk about, and now we don't have enough. I really <laughs> wish they would spread it out a bit more for us. It would be nice. But, all the podcasters I, wish. I, I've kind of noticed this thing before that i feel like all the news usually gets dropped by every company at like one specific point because some someone will take the first jab and drop some news and then the other companies are like what what what, we have got to be trending on twitter (laughs) exactly and so they're going to drop something and and like i would always know like um back whenever the the dc versus marvel thing was really like in the prime like Mm -hmm. around like captain america civil war versus dawn of justice era Mm -hmm. like a second something from dc would get announced i'd get excited because i knew marvel was about to announce something too (laughs) exactly didn't care about dc though yeah marvel marvel used to could be counted on to drop something on dc's head every time they tried to Mm -hmm. get excited about something every single time yeah it's like i almost felt like they were just just sitting and waiting like all right you got to drop something eventually and they were like boom stole your thunder this is exactly what they would do. Like just Kevin Feige and, and Bob Iger sitting there with the button. Yeah. <laughs> that red button, <laughs> just waiting to push it. But uh, no Marvel news lately, really. No. Because uh, all the stuff's been halted. DC's been uh, pushing it out, though. was really impressive for DC last week. But then uh, this week, not a lot. Uh, the biggest thing was probably the, the new Dune trailer, which uh, came out, which we all watched and... I was very impressed by it. What do you guys think? It's so I'm, pretty. It is. I mean, I everything's like, you know, they don't they don't give you a lot, you know. Now, they're saying, you know, talking about Denny Villeneuve, uh, Villeneuve has talked a lot about, you know, how close they're trying to adhere to the story. So, I didn't really need it to tell me the story because being a longtime fan of the book, I'm seeing all the pieces and going 
I couldn't have envisioned it any any better. Mm-hmm. Like it's everything looks amazing. I was a little surprised how many story points they gave us in that trailer, honestly, because if I had never read the book, I, I would not be super amused at some of the information that they let drop. Well, okay, so a lot of the news that they gave us, a lot of what they gave us, though, is stuff that happens so rapidly, and we kind of get as subtext in the book, uh, because the book really, we're, we're we're going to Dune. Like, we don't get a lot of time on Caladan. Right. We don't get all that before they get to Dune stuff mm-hmm. in the book. True. Um, that's, I think, fleshed out in maybe some of the other books. So a lot of the points they gave us of why they're going to Dune, that's all, like, first chapter stuff. Like, why are we, like, setting the table. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's... So I don't think they gave too much away because they really didn't give anything away about the whole what is what exactly is Paul Atreides' journey? Yeah, that's the story. That's true. And they, they gave give us, us some kind of, of more information and what on auxiliary characters, but not really so much the direction he's going to go. Right. Well, they told us why he's there. You know mm-hmm. why they're going to Dune. That's all they really told us. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they gave away gave away too much. But I mean the cast. The cast looks amazing. Oh my gosh! I mean like. Baron Harkonnen was just like the most cringy thing ever for that three seconds, right? I mean, he needs, I mean, he's creepy and he needs yeah. to be like, that's, that's what he is. Uh, Jason Momoa is going to be amazing as Duncan Idaho. Absolutely. And Dave Bautista is the beast. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm, um, and of course I don't know if anybody pulls it off better than, uh, Oscar Isaac's uh, Leto Atreides. Yeah, he may be, I mean, one of my favorite things about the cast because he just, you know, especially in Star Wars, he kind of did, you know, he he was kind of a, a bit of a clown, you know, um, and, and managed to sort of uh, inject levity, whether or not it was appropriate, into <laughs> the most tense of moments. Um, but, I mean, you see a very, this guy means business kind of yeah. person. Of course, uh, I wanted to see more of Rebecca Ferguson. We didn't get to see a lot of Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica mm-hmm. in this trailer. And of course, I think she's she's going to be a big standout in that mm-hmm. role. I think, I and mean, she's really she's the linchpin without whom this entire story just doesn't even exist. Uh, but I mean, the the costumes, you know, the armors, the the color scheme. Just the whole thing just gives off all the right vibes. Absolutely. For the story. I'm I'm really curious to, like, I, I've been a fan of Dune for a long time. And Marisha has heard me talk about it probably since she's known me. Mm-hmm. and But did read the book in the last year. I read the first book several years ago. Okay. But I read the, the That's right. You've read the follow-up. Yeah. So so in the last few years you did you've started reading the Dune books. Mm-hmm. But David, you haven't read any of the Dune books, correct? I have not read any of the Dune books. I haven't seen the 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 previous attempts at making uh, a Dune movie. Don't. I know nothing about Dune, which for me 
is kind of an exciting position yes, to be in absolutely. because I'm excited to go into this movie and, and really see something different that, that I've never seen before. Which you very uh, often are. The trailer was, which exactly I'm, I'm so, especially like a comic book right. fan. Like I'm used to going into all the superhero movies and, and being like, Oh man, can't wait to see blah, blah, blah. I read a book about that right. 10 right. years ago. So, um, it's exciting to, to be able to go in the dune and to experience uh, this this world and story and then probably go out and, and read the book. Yeah. Um, I even pitched that to you earlier that I, I'd like to do that and talk about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to do it. I mean, I know it's essential sci-fi. We, we talked about it on our Pillars of Sci-Fi and mm-hmm. I, I felt ashamed I haven't read it, but I'm going to do But now uh, see the movie first. Yeah, I mean, see, yeah, definitely read out. it. But yeah. I, I, you're in a you're in a position that I sort of envy of getting to take this in mm-hmm. without knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's I, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, the trailer was excellent. I, I think it looks beautiful. I love all of the shots. I love the color schemes. Um, the 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 cast that we did see, like you know, it's all the things you already said. You know, it mm-hmm. looks. Great. Every cast member looks excellent. I'm super intrigued. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like I'm sort of understanding the very bare minimum of what is happening. Mm-hmm. He owns planet. He's going to new planet because it's better. Right. 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 Uh, so I kind of I'm kind of gathering that. OK, that's his son. Gotcha. So. Right. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm super excited to to be able to experience this 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 world, and it it looks like a wonderful film. And it, it's really what Dune is. If you wanted like, if you wanted to know kind of like what you're walking into, it's it, it's um it's it's fantasy. It's a very sci-fi fantasy blended. It was mm-hmm. one of the first really big ones to do that. Star Wars, a lot of Star Wars stuff pulled from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of get some of the fantastical kind of loose high fantasy elements, but it's a little Game of Thrones. It's kind of Game of Thrones in space. You know, we talk about how you wouldn't get Game of Thrones if it wasn't for Ooh. Lord of the Rings, but yeah. I don't know if you get Game of Thrones as Game of Thrones is without Dune. Well, it's, it's the same kind of like political, you know, everything's very, very political. You know, and kind of very much like Game of Thrones. It's like, you know, who's on whose side, who's pulling the strings, who's, you know. It's, it, it's a lot more intricate than Empire versus Rebellion. Right. Where it, it you're is. like, here's the good guys. Here's the bad guys. Here's who you cheer for. Here, you know. So there, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more, um, a little more nuance. It's it's very, it, it's it's science fiction, but it's, it's thinking man sci-fi, but maybe like even more so in some ways than Star Trek is because it's so intricate mm-hmm. where Star Trek, you get these bite-sized pieces in an episode, mm-hmm. but in this, it's this big world that you're thrown into and it's environmentalism and political and all these different things all crammed into one. It's, it's politics and religion and civilization and, um, you know, versus tradition right but then you very much have these royal houses from these different planets who mm -hmm. are all you know vying for power Mm -hmm. and it's it's um 
you know, and it's one of the reasons a lot of people talk about reading Dune and say that was a hard read, mm-hmm. like because it is so so intricate in in all the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's the it's really those things are are almost fall by the wayside when you really get into the meat of the primary storyline. Mm-hmm. But it's I'm excited for you to get to see it without like knowing the details and knowing the things that you do like in sci-fi. I think you're really going to enjoy this, mm-hmm. this story. You know, I feel like the, the test for this movie isn't ultimately going to be how do the Uber nerds like Andrew feel about it, but you know, who it's going to be if it wins, if it wins a new generation of fans, does it win it? Exactly. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's like, it could have been the most, faithful retelling of the story but if it didn't make a whole bunch of new people go lord of the rings is my new favorite thing then ultimately it doesn't succeed well and the other thing is they've already announced a tv show spinoff of this movie yeah so they really need this movie to work yeah yeah they're doing a uh who is doing the tv spinoff denny villeneuve is is like the head guy of all this stuff um, I'm not sure who will actually be the showrunner. I doubt. I doubt he will be the showrunner. Yeah. But he will be like the executive producer on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing. Is it called the Sisterhood? Is that what they're calling it? It's about the Benny Gesserit. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you don't know that yet. That that name yet. But that's kind of this group that's more or less pulling everybody's strings. Well, I mean, like the woman with the box was a member yeah. of that. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. As soon as you said women, a group pulling strings, uh, and it's called Sisterhood, I mm-hmm. instantly thought of that lady with the box. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah she's kind of the cool. head of the, the, um, the order at the time of, of Dune. So, yeah, that should all, I, I'm, I'm, I, I haven't been this excited. Like, I'm at least Star Wars level excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe more than I've been for a Star Wars movie in a few years. Yeah. It's like Force Awakens. Like, mm-hmm. kind of. Right, because it's, it's like, you know. How is it going to be? Is it going to be everything we hope it is? Right. It's kind of like when you haven't had Star Wars for 20 years and you're mm-hmm. getting a new Star Wars movie, that kind of exciting. Well, it's like when you went to go see Lord of the Rings in the theaters. Like, <laughs> right. oh, you know, please let it be good. You <laughs> right. know, that kind of mm-hmm. feeling. Well, this is probably, it sounds like this is probably the last chance that Andrew is ever going to have to see a decent adaptation of this, because if they fail at it this time, it's going to be another very long time. They might make one, they might try it again later, but you, you might be being rolled into the movie theater (laughs) Uh by your grandchildren. Right. uh, I mean, the thing is almost 40 years. Honestly, if Denny Villeneuve can't pull it off with this cast, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it may be one of those that gets chalked up as unadaptable. Or at least only the next time they try it, it'll be uh, for television. You know, like I mean, another miniseries. Right. And it would. I mean, they did end up having to split this into two. You know, they did tell us a little while back, it is going to be two films. Right. And I'm glad they went for two. Two's great. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't get greedy and say, we're going to do a trilogy. <laughs> right. Um, because two's about the right amount. It's a dense book. Yeah. Um, and you would really have to gloss over some stuff to get it all in in, in, mm-hmm. in one movie. Either that or you'd have to do like one like Return of the King length yes. film. 
So what do you think? You think we'll get director's cuts of these when it's all over? I would, uh, if it's successful, then yeah, I bet we do. I bet we get an extended cut of these when they're done. Like most movies, I don't need to see an extra 45 minutes of footage. I just don't. No. But there's the occasional, like, I haven't seen the theatrical version of Lord of the Rings in over, you know, two decades. I literally, since, you know, Andrew bought the, or you had him when I met you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was the first version of them I actually purchased. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine Dune, just from like the look and the feel of it, and from what I know, I could imagine Dune being one of those movies like Blade Runner that has like 15 different cuts. Mm-hmm. The, like, the, the different people like this is the extended cut this is the director's cut this is the producer's cut <laughs> right this is the screenwriter's cut you know yeah <laughs> right um but you know this it's is awesome we'll watch them all yeah exactly but, you know the epic scale of dune I, I don't think a lot of people realize how vast mm-hmm. this this story is or how far they've gone with telling this story because frank herbert's son brian herbert and Kevin J. Anderson are still writing these books. Right. In fact, they got a new one coming out, I think, later this year. Yeah, the, if you uh, didn't get around to watching Dragon Con online, they had a Dune panel uh, moderated by Kevin J. Anderson and Brian Herbert, which is like, you only get a panel that good whenever there's just people just sitting at home <laughs> <laughs> calling into them. Right. Um but I mean, there. This is still a story that is is being written under the guidance of the original authors. Yeah. So what do you what do you think, Love? Whenever all this is over, we're we gonna have to start a Dune podcast in order to <laughs> to keep up your your affection. For it, it depends on how many Dune TV spinoffs we get. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm beyond excited for this movie, and um, the trailer is amazing. It was worth the wait to see mm-hmm. the trailer. Um, I'm still a little surprised. They it really seems like they've really waited till the very last minute to drop a trailer. Yeah, and the movie's coming out in December. December, and you know, part of me wonders if they were just kind of holding on to it, going, "If we're not going to release, if we're not going to be able to let this movie release in December, then let's not put anything out there." Mm-hmm. Yep. And that I mean that's reasonable at this point. It's such a very very weird mm-hmm. year. Um, you know. Yeah. We were supposed to get all kinds of things. We're not getting. You know, we're not getting a Ghostbusters. I'm I'm really unhappy about the whole <laughs> Ghostbusters. And you never thought you'd be unhappy about not getting no, a Ghostbusters. No, like did you? I really like the first Ghostbusters movie. Y'all freaked me out on a colossal <laughs> scale as a kid. Like it kept me up for weeks. Uh, the, the the refrigerator, the ghost in the refrigerator, I just couldn't even. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. the second one that kills me. My kids have still not seen Ghostbusters in spite of the fact that my brother-in-law and his kids are like obsessed. Like my uh, niece and nephew, we took them to Comic-Con one year, all dressed in Ghostbusters costumes to see a Ghostbusters actor. And my kids have still not seen it because I was so traumatized by it. <laughs> um. And, but yet here I am, like, I want to see that movie so bad, but I guess we're just going to have to keep on waiting a little longer. Yep. I may actually have to go back and watch Ghost, but I don't think I've seen it as an adult. Like I, like my really only 
memories of Ghostbusters is really traumatized kid memories. So maybe that will be, we're talking about things the, that Marisha hasn't seen and needs to watch. Well, but you also like, as far as like horror genre, even if it's like horror adjacent. I don't like horror. You, you, you haven't seen it. I don't like, I don't like <laughs> I'm selling you, man. Things. Saw series retrospective. Wait, what? <laughs> Saw. Oh, uh, Saw uh, series uh, retrospective. Hell no. It's got Carrie Elwes in <laughs> it. No, I don't care. I like I'll watch Carrie Elwes and not not Saul. <laughs> I do like me some Carrie Elwes, but no. <laughs> but I actually recently rewatched Ghostbusters like a week ago. Uh yeah, I can't wait for that movie. That's probably the thing I'm most disappointed about Absolutely. like more disappointed than batman being pushed back and everything like uh-huh i was so, that movie looks so great it really um, does uh ghost but we'll have to do a whole whole retrospective on ghostbusters one day i, I definitely agree a ghostbusters celebration i would say because it, it's, it's, it's just the best yeah it's just the best we might have to get cole to come talk if we're going to talk ghostbusters yeah like my, my my sister's husband is like the way that andrew feels about star wars that's how Cole feels about Ghostbusters. Like, as nice. far as he's concerned, it is the greatest thing ever in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm inclined to agree. If it, if it wasn't <laughs> for everything else that I love. Right. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is pushed down only by, like, relativity. Yeah. Like, yeah. relative fair. to other things, it's not the best, but by itself. Yeah. Um. But we're off track of Dune now, so yes. I guess that leads us back to Dune. Any other any other thoughts on that Dune trailer? You know, I, I think that's really all I have to say about it is it's it's everything that I hoped it would be. Yeah. What is with the like trailers with the songs with lyrics behind them? What was the song? Does anybody know? In the back the, of the song Dune? in the back of the Dune mo- in the Dune trailer that was Eclipse by Pink Floyd. Uh, now the nineteen eighty four. I believe the music in the 1984 Dune film was done by Toto. So <laughs> might have been a l- little bit of a... That's so weird. I, I love you. I love you, Toto. <laughs> uh, sounds, at least from what I know, Pink Floyd is probably a better choice of, of music for this, for Dune. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. those styles kind of fit better. I can imagine Pink Floyd doing an entire soundtrack for something like Dune. Not saying that they should. <laughs> right. Just no. saying... That I can maybe like I don't know like thirty years ago. Yeah, sure. Now Toto is a good band, but I don't know if you know the lead singer from Toto is the son of John Williams. I did not know that. Isn't that crazy? That is one of the coolest things I've heard this week. Yeah, that's pretty. Specifically this week. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> that's that's a that's a fun fact. That's a fun party fact. Next time. Yes. <laughs> Next time I hang out with. My did you guys know? Uh huh. And they're like, who's John Williams? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're lame. You don't know these things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got, you're, you're that friend group. <laughs> you're that friend group. You're compartmentalize your oh, friend group. Oh, you're the reason I do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> talk about these things. Because I can't <laughs> talk about them to know. you people. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think the, the like 70s rock music was an interesting choice. For the trailer, and might have been a little bit of a nod to mm-hmm. what they did in the '80s version, or might just be might I really have just been a really great fit. I just really hope 
it's just for the trailer and not for the movie. It's got to fit. I mean, you can't just go throw in songs that we know in our world into this like completely right. foreign. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like, okay, so for example, the original plan for Star Wars was like, ooh, let's just, you know, hodgepodge a whole bunch of classical music together and make it work. And then he's like, no, that's not a good plan. And so then hired John Williams. So I'm really hoping that it, it has to be a really special kind of uh, sci-fi or fantasy for music with lyrics not to really jerk me out of it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Could you imagine if in Lord of the Rings... Exactly. Uh, Nickelback started playing. Right? Yes. No. <laughs> like, please, for the love of all that is good, don't, uh, don't. Um, uh, a petition, though. I want to start a petition to get Hallelujah uh, in the entirety of the Dune movie in the background. <laughs> really, really love. Yeah. That could, the whole time. That could be interesting, for sure. Um, It'd be an artistic... Uh, Definitely be a unique artistic vision. Yes, yes, unique. That's the word we're looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, okay, so uh, what's the band that plays in Thor Ragnarok? Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, yeah. I know that was a perfect fit. So mm-hmm. occasionally it can really work. But in general, I, f- I find that music like that tends to date a film. It can, but, you know, sometimes you can pull a song that's just sort of timeless. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what they did there. And you're also not, you are in a foreign world there when that music plays, but in our reality. Right, right. But it's just like the same way that I watch a movie and I go, oh, look, it was made in the 80s. You can tell by the Mm -hmm. Beatles hair. Not the 80s, the 60s. You know, like all, all the guys had this, you know. So in the same way, I feel like um, it's really easy for me. I hope that they don't go that direction with the music in the movie. It's fine uh, in mind in the trailer, but I, I hope they don't go that oh, direction. Oh, I'm sure the they won't. I think uh, Timothy Chalmaine's character should be given a uh, Walkman by his mother, by his dying mother. <laughs> and then he carries it around the whole film playing pop music from the 70s. Why not? Oh, that's, that's perfectly. That's my pitch. That's it, perfectly it's, good. It's Hans Zimmer. Oh, is it's doing Hans the Zimmer. new Dane movie. So, okay. oh, that's cool. So it'll sound like Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean and <laughs> Gladiator. And he does a lot of a lot of music. He does a lot of great music. Yes, but there is that 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 song from Gladiator that, if you're paying attention, that same kind of. Mm-hmm. Rhythm runs through some of the stuff in Pirates. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. a thing. It's like I wouldn't say all of his music sounds the same, but there is definitely um, some recurring motifs that he pulls out. Yeah. Um, not all the time, but enough that uh, I hope that it's a little more unique. Hans Zimmer, mm-hmm. that's a, that's an, he's an excellent choice, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys know? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you guys know about the phenomenon of the song "Sunshine"? Sunshine? No. Yeah. Sunshine falling on my head. No raindrops falling on my head. Maybe the sunshine falling. I think. I'm I'm sorry. The movie (laughs) "Sunshine." He's falling. That's. uh, No, shut (laughs) up. The movie is called "Sunshine." There is a song in it that is now used in like 
every single TV show movie for a dramatic moment. It has been used in X-Men Days of Future Past. It has been used in Walking Dead and, and many, many other things. But now I can't think of what the name of the song is. So never mind. <laughs> so I can only remember the movie. The movie was called Sunshine. Because I was going to ask, do you guys know who did, made that song? But I can't remember what the song is. So it's it's a it's a it's a um it's it's not like a lyrical song it's like a score uh but it gets used all the time and now every time i i watch a movie and i pay attention to these things and every time i watch a movie that uses that song and it's a lot it is a lot i'm completely taken out of the movie right uh sort of in the same way and I, the reason i thought about this because i actually have heard people talk about I, I haven't had this problem but i've heard podcasters talk about how when they watch movies scored by Hans zimmer they are distracted by hearing the gladiator song uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. over and, and over. Yeah. It, it is, it is a real thing. And I mean, okay. So it's kind of like, um, when you're watching like a movie that was, didn't have a very big budget and there's like this big moment and this is bum, ba lum bum, bum, ba lum bum. They stole Wagner <laughs> for this movie. Right. It's like straight up right of the Valkyries. And it was like, well, that just jerked me out of the moment. Cause it's like identifiably something else. Right. Yeah. And it's like, we had to go look in the public domain for this. Right. Exactly. Oh. It's like something we got from the public domain and didn't have to spend any money on. Right. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it really works, though, for me. Like music that comes kind of out of nowhere, like uh, in Star Trek: uh, First Contact, when White Magic Carpet Ride played. Right. But that's a stylistic choice. Uh, that's not a. Uh... <laughs> that right. That is. I know that is not a choice. Right, and of course, it's it's also stuff, different when recently... it's. No, go ahead. I actually read that that song they played was a cover because they couldn't afford. <laughs> the actual version of the song. Oh wow, that's great! So it's just a cover of Magic Carpet Ride, which is then implies that during World War Three or the Big War, the only version of the song that survived was the cover. So that's <laughs> what. <laughs> that's epic! Oh wow! What, it's what like, an interesting place our conversations take us. From it's just like whenever you think, oh, like you know, the only the only version of. You know, Jolene that survived is a cover by Miley Cyrus, you know, it's like, <laughs> but, but, that's good. Yeah. So, but anyway, I think the only other thing I wanted to say about the trailer, because I guess you not knowing, we were listening to you watching the trailer before we started the show. And, oh, yeah. uh, you got very excited about that sandworm. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was like, oh, that's a worm. That's a big worm. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really big worm. It was a great shot because the worm kept getting bigger. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Growing. I thought that was awesome. And that's great. You know, because now that I think about it, I'm pretty, I have vague images of seeing concept art from like the previous failed attempts at making a Dune movie. Uh huh. Um, and, and seeing like pictures of giant worms and sand and stuff like that. And also that's like a trope that's like been used a million times now was like big worms in sand. Right. Um, but I have a, I have a feeling it probably started with this, with that book. So, um, that was awesome. That was just a great shot. It looked great. Yeah. It yeah. looked freaking dope. 
Uh, I'm really excited for just the visuals in the movie. And that's an important, you know, it's that's an important thing to not look stupid. Well, it's a it's an incredibly important yeah. part of this story. Yeah. So yeah, it needed to look good, and that was, of course, that was the big thing all day when everybody was sitting around waiting on the trailer because they told us the day before it was coming. So the big the big thing, the big question was, are they going to show us the sandworm? Uh huh. <laughs> Will it look stupid? <laughs> Which and thankfully it did not. It, it could have looked like that, or it could have looked like that worm from the episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> I like that that worm they merge around with in Chuck. <laughs> have you ever watched Chuck? I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Chuck. Oh, no. Chuck is fun. Um, it's a great. It's a Zach, Zachary, Levi. Zachary Levi. Yeah. yeah, there's an episode where him and his buddy are at a party in a sandworm costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, yes, so I need to, I need to tweet Zach Levi and see if this means that he'll be bringing back the sandworm for Halloween this yeah, year. Definitely. <laughs> maybe he's maybe he can get a starring role as the sandworm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I want to see. I want to see that be like the big reveal. And like, Zachary yeah. Levi as the, the sandworm. sandworm. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that's definitely going in a tweet tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right. yeah, the Dune trailer looks really, really great. I'm very excited for it. Can't wait to see more news about that. Um, once it gets closer to it, I'm sure we could do a lot more mm-hmm. uh, shows talking about more Dune stuff. I, I'd love to read the book, but now I'm going to read the book after after I see the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was great. Uh, not much other news left. Uh, uh, I have written down here that there was some Trek news, but I'm not quite sure what the Trek news was. Yeah, uh, so I was hoping Andrew could fill uh, me in. There's not a lot. Um, really, I just kind of wanted to throw out there. I mean, the, the title of the article that ran today. Um, on ScienceFiction.com. On ScienceFiction.com. Star Trek Strange New Worlds will return to the original series Optimism in Standalone Stories. So I just kind of wanted to see what everybody thought about that. Finally. Finally. I mean, it's it's no guarantee that it's going to be a great Trek show, but it seems to be leaning into what made Trek great in the first place well like you said the fun thing is that they're actually making the show that was originally pitched the Mm -hmm. the original um pilot for star trek featured christopher pike as the captain mr spock number one um so presumably number one will finally get a name um and the bridge of the ship looks great you know, it's 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 very. Uh, they've done a nice job, kind of making it reminiscent of the original show. You know, with the red and all of that, but yet um, not being too slavishly exact that it it you know it looks cheesy. So that's exciting to me. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be good. I we still don't know a whole lot about the show, and it's one of those things. When I see it, I'll judge it i'm not gonna judge it ahead of time but i'm i'm encouraged by this news because i think that despite all of the other things i don't love about star trek discovery it's kind of the first time we did trek and there's not really a lot of hopefulness Mm -hmm. 
to the story. And, and that's the thing. This was, this was Roddenberry's vision for humanity. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be, it's futurism. This was like his hopes and dreams for what humanity could become. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we're doing dark and gritty Trek. And then you're going, well, Even this is... Picard. Even Picard did a little bit. I think that was really what a lot of people's biggest problem yeah. with it was, was that it lost its hopefulness. So this is really encouraging to me um, as far as could this really be a, a good track series. Yeah, I'm really optimistic for it. Um, you know, like I said, I feel like they they caught lightning in a bottle twice now casting Spock. Um, so... It's all, you know, for me, it's always like, how many times are you going to be able to successfully pull this off? Yeah. And, and I would say, don't expect it. I mean, he may do great. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's amazing. Um, but it's one of those things, like when you recast a character, like you don't necessarily want him doing an impression. Right. Exactly. Um, but Zachary Quinto had the luxury and privilege to be able to sit down with Leonard Nimoy and learn who this character was. And actually work like on the set. Alongside Leonard Nimoy. And I think that's one of the reasons that his Spock was kind of really what you want Spock to be. Mm -hmm. uh, Because he did, was able to sit there and, and learn it from Leonard Nimoy. Totally different direction here, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I've always felt like Pike was a character I would have liked to see more of. No, Pike has always been an interesting character. That was one of the things I liked about the Kelvin movies was that they mm-hmm. pulled pulled uh, Pike, Pike in yeah. and used him, and he was a good character. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm real anxious to see what they do here. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey. <laughs> so we could hear spent- you. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I just spent the left. La- Oh, no. Yeah, I'm about to say, I hope y'all heard me saying, oh, no. And then when the call hung up, I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Well, yeah, we got disconnected somehow, and then it came back, and then you couldn't hear us. Mm-hmm. But we could hear you. That's funny. So I just ended the call to, and, and reset it, because I don't know what happened. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> um. I don't know. Someone's probably watching way too much Netflix in my house or something. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. So you were telling me you had sent a message, something about a Star Trek fan film that I didn't get around to watching. What did you say it was called? Oh, that was actually uh, my dad. Yeah, Daniel sent that. Sent that oh, this Daniel morning. sent that. Okay. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but that's the that's what I was trying to find before we started, and I oh, was yeah. having trouble finding the message. He's found it on YouTube apparently. So yeah, that'd be cool. Awesome. Was there anything else about Star Trek that uh, stuck out to us this week that we wanted to, to bring up? No, I don't think so. I just thought it was worth at least mentioning that little bit of, you know, what I think is good news with what they're trying to do on that show. Absolutely. I'm glad to hear that that's I, at I, least the plan. I agree. Uh, I, I like I like the idea behind it. It seems like something that's kind of cool. It's, like, it's just like, oh, man, wouldn't this be cool to do? Yeah, let's do it. And I always, I always enjoy that. Uh, and... Uh, I think that it's it's going in the right direction. Can't wait to hear more news about it. I'll definitely uh, check it out with uh, with the uh, CBS All Access that I use to watch Big Brother usually. I'll put it towards uh, Star Trek show. Perfect. 
<laughs> Aren't you glad uh, that you have other people in your life to fund your uh, all of your watching I'm adventures? I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. I told him I saw him the other day, and I was like, "Please don't cancel." If you if you plan on canceling CBS All Access, can you give me like a ten day notice so I can get my affairs together? <laughs> To, uh, to pay Get for it my myself. affairs together. Yeah, that's epic. <laughs> um, well, either pay for it myself or give me that'll give me like over a week to convince my mom to pay for it. Ah, uh, even better, even better. You yeah, know, you can buy like an add-on for your um, Amazon Prime. It's only like six dollars a month. Oh, thank you. Uh, now I have to convince my mom to give me Amazon Prime. Oh, alas. <laughs> Well, Last, we live in the that, boondocks, the, so the we con- have to have yeah. Amazon Prime because we have a Walmart and a Walmart and a Belk. So if you live in a city <laughs> right. with a Walmart and a Belk, you must also have two-day shipping from Amazon. <laughs> it is a rule. <laughs> I actually think my parents have Amazon Prime. They just don't let me use it because I'd be dangerous with that. <laughs> Like a new like, what's that? Oh, that's just a replica title belt from the uh, of, of the nineteen eighty nine <laughs> WWE Championship. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about it. It was just two hundred bucks. <laughs> that's all. No worries. Higher paycheck for the week. Uh huh. So, <laughs> anyway, um, last bit of news that I have on here uh, that I find really really shocking is that The Walking Dead is officially ending with season eleven. Uh, uh, we're going to be getting a Carol and Daryl spinoff show after that, uh, which is funny because that's pretty much what Walking Dead is now. It's just Carol and Daryl show. Um, plus the Rick Grimes movies are still coming, but yeah, Walking Dead ending with season 11. They're in season 10 right now. Still haven't been able to finish that up, uh, because of all the delays and stuff like that. Um, with, and being, having to stop filming, but they're going to finish up season 10 and they're going to make one more season. It'll be the end of the Walking Dead. Um, I'm shocked as a big fan because I've been saying for years that the joke is that The Walking Dead is going to keep going as long as there are numbers. Right. Um, Because it just seemed that they were never going to stop. But season – I thought they'd at least get to 12. So I think about 12 felt right to me. But season 11. um, When's the last time you guys uh, watched the show? I have seen everything except the last season, the the most, most recent season. Uh, the ongoing season or the most recent completed season? So I ha- the most recent completed. So I'm like, I guess a season and a half behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, season nine was probably the best season in a while. I definitely suggest watching it if you if you get a chance. All of yeah. it's on Netflix. Um, I want to watch season ten. I don't have uh, uh, cable because. Why would I, other than for one show, which would be The Walking Dead? Right. So I just haven't um, watched season 10 yet, but I've been really wanting to. Um, I was just kind of like waiting it out for Netflix, but then the delays happened, so it'll be even longer for any of them to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead. I, I really am. I'm a big fan of the show, big fan of the comic books. Um, I still love rewatching it. I think its best seasons are behind it. Um, but I, I, I always kind of liked this like feeling that, Oh, the walking dead's on TV. Like it was this constant, right. if that makes it's like, Oh man, that's the ongoing show that I'll watch. And there's going to be new stuff, but it's I been mean, on since you were like 10 years old. So yeah. Yeah. It's been on since I was like 10, like literally. And I've been watching it since it was on. So 
this is kind of probably this is one of the first shows, I and mean, you know, lots of shows have ended that I've watched, but this is probably like the first real show that I started watching when it came on. Mm-hmm. I've been really attached to, and now it's coming to an end. You know, like I've yeah. The Office, like like I saw The Office and it ended, but like you know that started like long before. Like all the shows that I've watched that were over, most of them were over well before I even saw the ending. If that makes sense. Yep. Uh, sense, but yeah. I'm going to watch the finale to this live and that's yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. The last time also... you did that was Game of Thrones. How did oh, that yeah. go for you? <laughs> I forgot about that one. Wonder you why. locked it out of your memory. I wonder why that was pushed out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I kind of like, you know, the way you're talking about, like always knowing that the walking dead's on is, that's kind of like Stargate was kind of that show for me because even though it was across three different shows, I had Stargate from 1997 up till 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the time you were in high school. Yeah. I mean, it started when I was, was a junior in high Until school. Until the year and, your second child was born. Right. That's, that's, that's pretty consistent. Yeah when you put it in that perspective and then it ends and it's kind of like, I'm sure you had the same shock I did when I read it earlier today. Like, like you read that article, it's like walking dead officially ending with season 11. It's like, what, what, right. What, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. But there's so much left to do. Oh, I guess there kind of isn't. Cause you know, the comic book ended recently. Um, so there's no new comic books being produced so eventually i guess the show would catch up to it the show's mm-hmm. already jumped ahead so much in time rick grimes left the show right so you know now that i think about it in retrospective i probably should have seen the downfall coming ever since rick left the show um yeah i mean that show was built on his back mm-hmm. and i think they've done a great job giving the reins over to daryl and carol and a couple of the other characters but you know Spoilers, main characters died. Um, so a lot of the main characters that you sort of like, well, Rick left, but I'll keep watching because I like this character. They just keep killing them all. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 Sometimes you know, like, it. so mm-hmm. you go back to like Joss Whedon and you talk about, well, of course, yeah, sometimes you kill your main characters because there need to be stakes. But I think sometimes it goes beyond that. And sometimes shows run out of ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh. And so, like, to have these big moments, you got to kill somebody because they can't come up with what else to do for a big moment. So they kill people off. Mm-hmm. And it kind of yeah. sounds like that's where The Walking Dead has ended up. And um, have they given any indication of where this new show will will go? Like, what all, their ideas are? Uh, all that I saw, all that I read was that Carol and Daryl will be getting a spinoff show. Um, I'm not quite sure what that's i don't know where the characters are at right now because i haven't watched the i haven't watched any of season 10 um but i'll tell you last i saw they were still just hanging out at the hilltop and the kingdom and the and alexandria and stuff like that so i'm really not sure where the show is gonna go um or what it's gonna be because you can't just do another they're surviving because then that's just the walking dead so what's the point of even having a spinoff show why not just right. keep doing the walking yeah. dead? And I know the I know the views have been dropping. And that's the thing that fandom is saying for all the oh man, the ratings are down so low. The ratings are down from what they used to be, but the ratings they get are still the kind of ratings that most shows would kill for. Right. 
I what it sounds to me like is that Daryl and Carol are, are carrying the show anyway since Rick left. They are. And it sounds to me like instead of continuing to continuing to do The Walking Dead, it sounds to me like they can take the, those two characters and go do something new and cut everybody else loose and cut the budget. Hmm. Yeah. You know, now, you know, as you put it that way, yeah, I mean because there are a couple characters. They just Michonne just left. Right. Uh, I think Maggie came back for a bit, but then she left again. So they've cut off all the big characters. Michonne left to go look for Rick. So I'm guessing she's going to be in the Rick Grimes movies, which makes sense because she's probably the biggest name now after being in uh, uh, Infinity War. Oh and yeah, uh, as far as like uh, names, like you know, actors' names in that. Yeah, she's she's the big star for sure. Yeah, um, and was also, after Rick left, one of the characters that I watched for, and then she left, and then they have all these characters, and you know, it's funny how Game of Thrones kind of has that title of, they kill off all their characters, uh-huh. but in comparison to The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones is like Teletubbies, because <laughs> The Walking Dead, like, every freaking episode it's just like and, and you're right it's around it's they're just they do it for shock value and i think that it's ultimately been the downfall of the show it really has because mm-hmm. i think that if they hadn't been like we have to just kill off all these characters i mean look at daryl and carol are the only two characters left on the show from season one right wow. and there and daryl in particular i think is one of those characters that if they had ever killed daryl off i, I think they would have killed the show I agree. It probably because his fan base was so big, and so they're all that's left, and so they've killed off all the characters that have been established. That now, all of the characters that are left are are Daryl and Carol, and then characters that have been around for three seasons at most. Okay, and most of the characters have been around for like a season, and I don't want to watch that. I don't mm-hmm. care about them. There's a reason I keep rewatching seasons one through five because that's the cast of characters that I associate with Walking Dead. I'm sure everybody associates with Walking Dead, right? And they have cut off, and it's not just like actors left. Um, the the kid who plays Carl Chandler Riggs, he did not want to leave that show. He was very very vocal about him not wanting to be killed off. Hmm. He wanted to stay, and they killed him off anyway. They killed him off for shock value for 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 a ratings boost because they, he gets bit on one show. So, you know, he's going to die the next. So hopefully there's a rating boost. Uh, Glenn. Yeah. And I get that it was from the comics. Right. I, I, yeah, I I get that the Glenn thing was from the comics, but I'm still a little bitter about him killing Glenn off. Yeah. Robert Kirkman himself has said that killing Glenn off is probably a mistake. Yeah. Uh, so that was a mistake. And then you have Maggie. Okay. Oh, she leaves the show. Great. Well, you got Rick Grimes. Oh, he leaves the show because they're going to make a movie. Okay, fine. Oh, but it's it's been like three years since that happened. It's probably been like two. It's been more like two years since he left the show. It's probably going to be like another two years till we get that movie. So by the time we get the Rick Grimes movie, he's going to have been off the show for like almost five years. Yeah. So who's even going to care at that point? And not even just because of the delays of COVID. Before all of the COVID stuff, they still had nothing going on with that movie. We had not heard any. All all we had heard is Robert Kirkman saying, yeah, "We're making a movie," mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's it. Um, so all these characters are gone or dead, and now all that's left is 
even and here's the thing the stories have been better so the ratings aren't dropping because the stories are bad i yeah. truly feel the ratings have been going low and the show's been dropping because they for some reason i can't comprehend keep chopping the heads off literally that's actually how they killed off like 12 people at one time at the end of season nine yeah. chopping their heads off of these characters that you grow attached to and then you chop them off. And yeah, it does create stakes because I truly like you never know when someone's going to die. They, they, they at least that, that that is true. But it's at a point now where the tension is so high. I don't even want to watch the show because mm-hmm. one, the characters on there I don't care about. And two, I know that the second I actually start to care about them, they're probably going to chop their heads off. Yeah. But don't worry, freaking uh, uh, generic hilltop uh, survivor number five is going to be given a name this season and she'll be around. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, that's always a risk, you know, in shows where people really get invested in characters you know, where you really have a lot of character development and a lot of things that happen is especially if you kill off more than one character, like in succession, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, okay, so I didn't watch Walking Dead. Again, horror, not my thing. I don't do zombies. Um, but I did watch Downton Abbey now. And the year that a they of, killed off a lot off, of zombies in that one. The year, no, but they killed off. Two. <laughs> I would watch. I would watch that Downton Abbey with zombies. Okay, will you watch Pride and Prejudice and Zombies with me? I will watch that. I, I'll watch that. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna watch that. We will review Pride <laughs> and Prejudice and Zombies next week. I took um, a girl on a date to that once. Really? How was it? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't like it, but you know. <laughs> um, but no, they they killed off two of the most, really, the only two consistently likable characters on the show in the course Mm -hmm. of like three episodes and a large contingent of people were like, that's it. I'm never watching it again. And they didn't, (laughs) you know, so it's always, it's always a risk whenever you decide to just make that your, you know, either you're, you're forced into it. You know, I understand sometimes actors are like, I'm doing something different. I'm going to go to Hollywood and make way more money than this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, there, there's, that's always a thing with actors. Oh yeah. And a lot of, a lot of, you, a lot of those characters do get spite killed on shows. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, you're leaving. Then we're going to kill your character. Yeah. <laughs> Not only are we going to kill your character, we're going to ruin his entire character right. before he leaves. <laughs> yep. We'll uh, show you. We're yep. going to make him, like, a completely unlikable piece of garbage who, like, beats children. <laughs> then we're going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago at Dragon Con, I, I don't think I told you this, we were walking somewhere to eat. And there were some people coming out. And there was a couple of people that were definitely, like, security coming out of a building, like, ushering a guy out to a car. And it, it took it because it was at Dragon Con and there's a there's – 80,000 people in costumes and there are celebrities walking around in the mix. And it took me about 20 steps down the pavement after we passed him to realize that it was Andrew Lincoln. (laughs) Uh, Apparently they have been known because their offices are down there near where they have dragon con. Apparently they've been known to have casting calls during drag while dragon con was going on and create a huge, mess 
Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, can you imagine? Oh, man. But that makes sense. Yeah, filming in Atlanta and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I would. That'd be the greatest day of my life if I met Andrew Leakin. Alas, I, Andrew missed out on it because he was not paying good enough attention. Because I saw him and was like, man, that's that's a really good uh it's a really good Rick Grimes cosplay. Like and it was like, no, nah, like that was straight up Andrew Lincoln. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I, I I mean Rick Grimes to me is is probably my favorite TV protagonist of all time. That's like that kind of comes back to what I was saying, but I'm kind of sad the Walking Dead's ending because I mean I followed Rick Grimes, and that's why I was sad when he left. I followed Rick Grimes' story. It's always been Rick Grimes' story, and to me, like that's like that's my TV protagonist. That's that's my that's my guy. And then he leaves, and I just I didn't. I mean, what was the point? Of, I, I I continued watching the show to give it a chance, but I know that if I was like at the time. If it was somebody who like worked a full time job, I would not have kept watching the show. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a real downfall, and it sucks because Walking Dead started out so great. That mm-hmm. first season is like a perfect season of television. That first, no, it's so funny. Walking Dead's the one show where their best episode is episode one of season one. <laughs> that was their that was their best episode, and then every episode since has been worse than that episode. Yeah. They have not topped it. Um, it's it's an excellent excellent hour of TV. Um, so hopefully the Carol Daryl show turns out to be good. I mean, there's also not there's all there's all these other spinoff shows. There's Please the Walking let it be Dead. called the Dar- Carol Daryl show. I, I hope it's called the Carol. Darryl I really. Show. I just and wish there so were two Daryls. It could be Carol Daryl and Daryl. <laughs> Carol Daryl and Daryl. That's <laughs> no, that's the spinoff. The Carol and Daryl. Oh, Carol Daryl and Daryl. They got to go find the other Daryl. Yeah, they find the other Daryl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's like The Walking Dead, The World Beyond. There's the movies. There's still Fear the Walking Dead going on. Right. And now there's this going on. Does anybody actually watch that? They must. It's still on. Uh, my grandmother watches it, Fear the Walking Dead. That's and she great. always texts me, like, you need to watch Fear the Walking Dead. I'm like, I love you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no way in hell I'm watching Fear the Morgan's on and out. Morgan's on it. That's great. If Rick shows up, yeah, right. <laughs> then I'll check it out. But I could not care less about Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, it's so funny to me. Not like, even for your grandma. Not even for my grandma. That's hilarious. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, The Walking Dead officially in English seasons eleven. I know I went on for a second about it, but you know it's just a it's an important it's an important show to me, mm-hmm. um, and I'll probably go rewatch season three tomorrow. Now that it's on my mind, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's kind of the end of an era, you know. For I mean, it's kind of like when The Office ended. I didn't actually watch The Office for a really long time mm-hmm. until like the last you know what couple of seasons, three or four seasons. It ran for a really long time, but but when it like went away, it's like. You know, it's like the end of an era. It's like, and the office is gone. It's sort of been a staple for so long. Uh, so yeah, The Walking Dead being over is sort of like that. It's like, wow, it's you know. Yeah, and now that I think about it, um, Grey's Anatomy has been saying that this season is their last season for the past <laughs> like four seasons. So there's a very good chance 
that Walking Dead. This now that I'm thinking about it, like we might get to like the end of season eleven, and Walking Dead's like, ah, one more season. Yeah, you and never that know. That just happens for like five seasons. If the ratings are there, you never know. Yeah, you really, you really do never know. Um, and the ratings might still be there. Uh, you know, after it's been gone for a long time now, not being able to finish, the heart might grow fond, mm-hmm. and everyone watches it again. Um, so we'll see. But if I was a betting man, I'd probably say that they're, if I was, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say they're going to end with season 11, but there's like a good 30% chance. I think that they're going to be like, ah, one more go. One more go. Yeah. And then we get season 12. You know, and sometimes that goes great. And sometimes they actually had an ending and they're like, oh, one more go. And it's like, and it's crap because they already ended it. Yeah, and of course, sometimes you see shows get yanked off the air while their ratings are still through the roof. Yeah, and sometimes, like, Psych, I mean, was really doing really well when they just decided to end because they just wanted to, you know, I think they all kind of, they've been doing it a long time, and I think they kind of all went, let's just, this is a good place to stop and, you know, and and go out on top, and they did. Yeah. Um. But you, there are lots of reasons shows get canceled. And um, to me, the fact that they're immediately going to a spinoff with two of the main characters tells me that there there's something else going on that they're, like mm-hmm. I said, maybe they're trying to cut loose some, some money yeah. uh, for the budget or, or something by downscaling it a little bit or mm-hmm. something. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? It really is up in the air. So that looks like it's all the news, just three little pieces of news that uh, we ended up stretching out because we care about these things so much. All right, well, that's all the all the news uh, for the week, and I did not expect us to talk about these three things for that long, but I guess when you care about things, you're able to, to push them out like that. Um, but don't forget to check out uh, our next show on Thursday this week uh, to hear our thoughts on The New Mutants, uh, Mulan, and Bill and Ted face the music. I'm really excited to talk about that stuff. But for now, we're going to have to wrap up. Andrew, where can people find you on the internet? Okay, you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Psy underscore Fictionary. You can find me hosting our other show on Thursdays. And you can find me hosting our Star Wars podcast, Coruscant Radio Underground, every Tuesday. You can... Drop us a line at the science fictionary at gmail.com and you can check us out at the science fictionary.com. You can also find us as well as the rest of our podcast family at redfivenetwork.com. All right. And Marisha? You can find me at princessesandpadawans.com. I am princesses underscore and underscore padawans on Instagram and ppadawans on Twitter. All right. And my name is David. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at stay underscore creative DD and on my YouTube channel, creative D and D that's it for the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or the follow button or whatever button that is important on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Thank you so much for listening and live long and prosper. (laughs) 